Like, I, I like him better when he's just killing everybody. I like, I always like superheroes as just ruthless. Right, exactly. He was just super angry. Yeah, like, like you have yeah, I'm gonna shoot you, and then like you can't kill him. I'll be like, they failed this city. I can kill whoever. Like that's why Deadpool is my favorite. Cause he don't care. He just killed. Yeah. I don't like the people like I'm a superhero. I can't kill you. I can't kill you. I have a code. Yeah, but you'll come back and kill me. But I can't kill you. Right. I, I'll just be stronger next time. Batman does suck. You ready to do some fighting? Yeah, <laughs> let's do a voice test to make sure. Oh, we already testing. We are already live. Welcome to the Haters Love. But we need podcast. to make sure that the mic is. You know, last time I was here, it was. It wasn't. The mic wasn't in your face. How you like? Here you go. <laughs> Can we release? <laughs> All right, Nick. So it has been about a week or so since we recorded. Had about to let, a week ago, a week ago. Had to let the last one breathe. Uh, shout out to Young Homer for coming through. and We appreciate the... Yo, Remo. Yes, sir. He actually added some depth and some intelligence to this podcast, so we're not used to that. So let's get back to the stupid stuff. Man, is that shade for the guests that we've had on the show? I mean, look. <laughs> Purdy, Purdy would also add a lot of depth if he was prepared. We just told him 30 seconds before we turned I mean, on the mic. Homer wasn't prepared. I mean, Homer, but Homer knew he was coming on the podcast. Party doesn't even listen for to two us. days. Party was like, he was like Will Ferrell on Teledega Night. Hey, shout out to my guy, uh, Party. Party, I think that you're deep and that you are uh, intelligent. You add a lot of, to this conversation. I don't know what Nick's talking about. Okay. He's trying to drive a wedge between our friends. Well, he won't hear this because he doesn't listen to it. So, <laughs> whatever. But again, one more one more time. Welcome back to the Haters Levels podcast. This is Russell, Lucky Lefty. Uh, we appreciate everybody who's taking the time to like, listen, and subscribe to our podcast. And we're going to keep growing. Uh, shout out to the feedback on the uh, on, on on the new artwork. Uh, I was told I look like Cleveland off of Family Guy. And I, I love Javar's comment about what did he say? He said they need to remove the eyebrows. <laughs> so that is obviously a play off of last uh last episode if you hadn't listened to it it was very uh very entertaining um to lead to that uh a lot of people still want to know what the story you was going to tell when because <laughs> my mom was like what story was he going to tell but we kept laughing you so. jerks cut me off no i mean it was just a story about uh when my wife sold me out in front of some uh, my other friends um, <laughs> when, when they also realized that I didn't have any uh, eyebrows. So I'll say that story for another time when we don't have much to talk about. But um, shout out to the cliffhanger that you all developed. <laughs> it was it was perfect. So, man, what you been up to? Nothing, man. Uh, coaching and in a basketball league, a co-ed basketball league at that now. So <laughs> it's, right. it's interesting. I need to come see that because if I get out there – and this five foot five, uh, two hundred and fifty pound girl is giving you buckets. It's a problem. First of all, I foul. <laughs> so it, I'll put this on record. It is never going to be a female do me like that without any physical contact. No drink. I'm good. Oh, good. Because I didn't want to get you anything. But yeah, <laughs> I hope that there is video that comes out of a young lady crossing you up. A little, a little uh, yo yo action. I don't even know what that means. First of all. She can see me outside of that gym. I bet she can. Not, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? Remember that that discussion we had last week about therapy? 
Yeah. And not be ashamed. Yeah. You may want to take that advice. Oh, no. I firmly believe in therapy. Well, um, you should take it. <laughs> you want to pay for it? My insurance is terrible. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can sit on this couch and I can ask you questions. <laughs> I don't think that that's going to go. We should do that one day. Actually, that might be a good segment. Like, you, Ask a therapist. I, you pretend to be a therapist, or one of us pretend to be the therapist, and oh. the other one has to answer every question that comes out. Oh man, I, I want to do that. I want to be the therapist. We could film that, put it, make that on uh, YouTube. But anyway, we probably shouldn't be spitballing our ideas right now. So <laughs> people might take them <laughs> and not finish. <laughs> <laughs> not finish the project. <laughs> oh wow. Um. So one of our favorite artists. Uh, since we've been on our on a little break, since we've given that last podcast, time to breathe. Yeah, he released yeah. the album, Baby No Cap. Oh, uh, what was it called? Kirk. That was his daddy's name. Did yeah. you see the artwork for it? Yeah. So that was his daddy holding him, right? That was his daddy holding. You could have told me it was the baby holding himself, and, and I had to believe. That's why I had to ask because they look exactly alike. Like I thought that your little brother and your dad looked exactly alike. It has nothing in comparison to At all. Kurt and what is the baby's real name like? Jonathan. I don't like that name. Or Lil John, all right, because he says it in the album. I'm gonna call him Curtis. Okay. So Kirk and and Curtis look exactly like. Uh, you just gave a grown man a new name. Okay, so we'll roll with it. So Curtis, <laughs> if you don't like it, all you got to do is come on the podcast and we can talk it out. We can talk it out. Or if you want to, in front of like, all your millions of followers and subscribers, if you want to argue with us, we will make a reply video instantly. Like we would drop what we're doing and reply back if you want to send a shot at us. No cap. So um, young Lucky Lefty changed your name. If you don't like it, yeah, you just get at it. So uh, what do no, you think? No of disrespect, that? Curtis. I mean, all the disrespect. He'll never hear this. <laughs> what uh, what do you think about the album? No, I liked it. Um, I still, of course, I think the the first album is better, but it was still something I can ride to. So, I'm gonna make a comparison here, and it's funny because the person I'm about to compare him to actually dropped the album that same weekend. Okay, it reminds me of Kevin Gates at his prime, and I can see that. What I mean by that is, you know, obviously I listen to a lot of hip hop, uh, rap, whatever you want to call it these days. And I had high expectations. The baby was releasing this album almost at, you can you know, imagine, I could, if you told me 10 years from now that this was his peak, this was his pinnacle, I would believe it. Like he had a fever pitch that was, um, it was getting to its, its height. Lyrically. Well, just the hype, the hype around him, mm-hmm. and he was doing some things that you hadn't really seen in a while. He was giving you content, and lyrical ability with foolishness, like it's all everything is coming together. So this album, I was very highly anticipating. It wasn't his first album, but it um, was essentially his first album as a mainstream artist. So I'm expecting how Cardi B came out, and boom, she hit us with heat. And I feel like this album did, but I feel it just like didn't have enough heat. I feel like it's kind of a letdown. I don't think that he stretched himself. I don't think that he reached his full ability. And so, like when Kevin Gates was at his peak, mm-hmm. Kevin Gates. Anybody that listens to rap knows Kevin Gates can rap. Yeah. He can rap, rap. Like he can give you some some scripture. He can tie it all together. He can give you the. He can. He's versatile. But then when it comes to that album, it's just the same thing over and over again in every song. Mm-hmm. And if I hear another one more song with the baby talking about his 40, 
or if I talk about him hitting a girl from the back or like that's pretty much I, I think that was 13 songs of that same stuff I wanted some some more introspective rap out of him so you do you think he he I mean obviously he's capable of it but do you think he's doing that just to appeal to the masses I don't I can't knock a man for getting his money and I feel like that's what he was doing he knows that he made an album that can be played by this younger generation. It's going to be streamed and it's going to make him money. It's a firm decision that he's going to have to deal with. I think that he could have given us more. Uh, he could have given us more like he did the intro. So when he dropped the that intro, intro was... <laughs> I was excited. I was like, okay, he's getting into what he was going through. He's giving us more of his story. Instead, what I got for 45 more minutes was <laughs> in the front of back at 40. And his 40 on the hill. Like, if there's if the baby ever shoots anybody, like the police don't even have to it was figure a out what type of gun it was. <laughs> <laughs> so what uh but what'd you think? No, it was um I mean I agree with you. I thought it was gonna come harder than what especially off his last album and the, the hype around him. But I feel like he played into what he needed to play into in the audience. And he didn't need to provide an album like that. Like, I think I saw somewhere he had, I know it was over five songs on the Billboard, the top 100. Yeah, oh, yeah. He His first number, he debuted at number one. He sold uh, the equivalent of 185,000 physical sales. However, now that math is weird to me. I don't understand <laughs> how they do the math, but essentially it would have been like selling 185 your first week, which is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, like, I think Cardi did um, over 150 as well, like with that first album to tell you kind of how it equates. I think Ross has never done anything over 50. Mm. So it was it 50 or 100 is like, but either way, it was more than what something Ross has done. But, again, but think, Ross is also not a platinum artist for real. So, but I, I think just off of what he, I think he did enough to get by. But we know he can spit because I mean, his verse on Under the Sun. On Dreamville album, yeah, I, I, I thought he ripped that. But see, and that's the thing. Like he got on there and he rapped with Cole. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and it, he might have had the best verse, low key. I, honestly, it's, I <laughs> I still struggle between whether it's J Cole or the baby on that on that song. I don't but, even know who the other dude is off the top of my head. I, I don't know. <laughs> that's the first time I even like, heard of. If somebody said the name, I'd be like, oh yeah, he was on that song. But off the top of my head, I can't. I just know he said Gold Mouth Mom. <laughs> like, I, and it's not even his name. <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, but like so you know it's there. It's just that he, he probably's like, why give it all now? I don't have to. I mean, but he ripped that. He ripped Panini. Um, like I was not I had never intended on listening to another Lil Nas X song. And I didn't even know that was Lil Nas X until when I went home for a wedding this say weekend. To me. Never knew it. And then they, you find yourself what you Hey guys, I'm listening to it because the baby on it, and I'm like Okay, this sounds kind of catchy. Yeah. And then they were like, this little Nas X. I was like, oh. But yeah. see, that's the thing about Lil Nas X that when I went back and heard it, I was like, okay. The first song, I was like, okay, this is a, they manufactured this. Yeah. They were like, what will all the Negroes like? <laughs> what can we get? Now, let's tie in a little racism. <laughs> a little racism with not letting them onto the country charts. Boom. Bang. Got hit. And so, you know, and then they started tying it into the Twitter world and the gaming world, and it just takes off. Yeah. Cool. I was like, he'll do that. We'll never hear from him again. He's going to be rich. No problem. So then I started listening to Panini, and people were telling me his uh, his seven-song EP was straight. And then I heard that. I was like, okay, now this kid, 
this kid might be on to something. Like this kid may know how to make music that's real because Panini's Panini's hard. And the baby kills it. That's a dope feature. And then he's gonna do like seven remixes to it, like he did the other one. Yeah. Um, Lil Nas X is still funny on Twitter. Like I don't know if you're you follow ever, him on Twitter. Yes. I'm not even on Twitter. You need to be on Twitter and you need to follow Lil. Nas. He's hilarious. Um, but anyway, so um, Gates came out that weekend. Did you listen to Gates? I have not listened to Gates. Um, honestly, didn't even know he came out. I listened to Young and May. I got through about four songs, and we'll get to M.A. in a second. Um, but I listened to about four Gates songs, and it was Gates. Like, if you like Gates, you'll like It's like being a Boosie fan. Like, okay. Boosie's going to put out the same thing every time, mm-hmm. just a different way. And, like, he even snuck out an album recently. Um, it was a uh, Zaytoven album. Him and Zaytoven collabed on it. And it's just the same old – it's Boosie. Zaytoven I mean, beat. All you gotta do is say Boosie, and you kind of know what you're gonna get. If you've ever heard of Zaytoven beat, and you've ever heard Boosie, yeah, this you've heard the whole album. album. I that was underappreciated to me. I just, and I was going because when people was like, "Man, it's trash," <clears throat> I went back and listened to it again. It actually rides, bro. Me and uh, uh, Brandy Drew's wife were uh, talking about that. We were at Dontrell's wedding. When it came out, and everybody's like, "It's so trash! It's so trash!" I'm like, "On my first listen, because I'm not used to that." So I was like, "This is kind of..." And I, it, I was bored one day, and I was like, "Let me just listen to this album." If like, you so people go into albums with expectations for some strange, but reason. especially when you hear somebody say it's trash, it's trash, it's trash, then you like you automatically assume it's going to be trash. Well, people want to usher on that. Ooh, they want the R and B usher. Usher gave you some like Usher gave you what the kids was doing, and people were mad because Usher's thirty something doing that. And I was like, if you actually listen to it, like yeah, the album is actually dope. He made Trey Song's music better than Trey Song makes his music, and people said it was Trey Song don't even make good music anymore. <laughs> well, that's another another day. Don't you? <laughs> this is the second show where you've been trying to slander, slander Trick or Trey, and we're not having it. No, I'm having a Trick or Trey Appreciation you, Day. If you next notice, episode, if you notice, oh power, they took his. <laughs> it lasted one episode, literally one episode. Fifty said, "All right, man, I'm changing it back." And Fifty's the guy that don't back down from right. nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did make. He like, when the last time y'all brought a Joe CD? <laughs> but nobody asked for Trick or Trey. So, did you hear the explanation behind that about why he did it? Why Trey did it? Why? He, well, yeah. So, well, he said he did it as a favor, didn't he? Yeah, Fifty said he didn't even want, um, didn't even fit that Trey didn't even want to do it. He was like, he actually asked Fifty why. Fifty was like, "Well, I'm trying to do something different. You know, this is the last season, blah 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 blah." He and then he said, as soon as Trey started getting killed. Trey called him. Was like, "Man, what did you have me do?" <laughs> but all of the R and B artists. He could have asked Neo, Chris Brown. I think Mario just don't didn't want the change. Like, well, I, if it sounded, it didn't even sound good. I could have went on a track and did a song better than that. Well, where he messed up is that he didn't do the this right here is a panty drop. <laughs> Trey can't even sing. <laughs> That's the first step. Like, if you get a sing, Trey can't sing. Trey made a hundred bajillion dollars not being able to sing. Slick, like he did. Slick. He rapped better than he sings. That that is also facts. <laughs> oh man, speaking of singers as well, and what do you think about uh you heard about Chris Brown and a little booger sugar? Oh, he's still on the uh the, the Sherman Hemsley. They said uh, <laughs> Sherman Hemsley. <laughs> they uh there's a, a and I haven't watched the video because it's like it's pointless to me. It's like it, the video is uh allegedly of him 
allegedly uh, <laughs> doing a powdery substance in a Dallas nightclub. I like how they call it a substance. And I'm like, okay. Like, that would be like somebody sending you a video saying, like, hey, Russell's like hopping with the cues. You'd be like, okay. Uh, okay. That's, like, everybody uh, at this point. Nobody's surprised. If you're surprised that Chris Brown is doing coke, then you need to come talk to me. I got a whole bunch of things I need to sell you. <laughs> I got a bridge in Brooklyn. like <laughs> For sale right now. But yeah, man. Um, Young and May, you listen to the album? Yeah, I haven't finished it. Um, but just like the baby's album, the intro went hard. <laughs> the intro went hard. And pretty much what I learned about M.A. is that she is just like one of the dudes. No, she is. I ain't right. no just like. Like, I would dap up and everything. Like, she took two years off, essentially. I listened to some uh, to her on The Breakfast Club. And she, she took two years off. And my biggest question was, was that going to affect her? And my... That, that break is what I mean, mm-hmm. like her popularity. In my opinion, it did, but at the same time, I think she put out a quality album. Yeah. Um, but also what I learned from this album is she took two years off and essentially was smashing a lot of women. She also got healthier. Um, I know she she lost a lot of weight. Um, she said something. She changed her eating habits. I yeah. think she still – I don't know if she's still drinking Hennessy. I mean, when you get rich and you're running through females, you kind of want that life to last. So <laughs> I guess, but I mean – You changed that up. I have so many questions about how that all works. Like what? Let's answer them right now. I mean, you, you, do you know from experience? I, I don't know what you're about to ask. <laughs> <laughs> you almost got me. But like the the is it the stud? Is she considered a stud? Yeah. Um, I don't want to say. I don't want to be Dave Chappelle. Uh, so one of I don't want girls recently use that term, and it will qualify her as well. So I'm gonna say yes. So do the stud the way they talk? It's like they never get any pleasure. That is uh, an inaccurate statement. I mean, that, that's what they say because they're portraying a uh, stereotypical male presence. And it's no, we talk about on. getting pleasure. Hold on, it's the equivalent of a dude who. <laughs> Who likes this lady to do things behind him? Oh, they don't. They ain't gonna mention that around the boys. That's what they do at home. Okay, but so for them, they talk about you know what I'm saying using their their uh, their toy that they purchased. Instrument, <laughs> the apparatus, <laughs> their powdery substance. <laughs> but no, they talk about using that. But they also, I mean, they do stuff, you know. But do they ever get? Because like, at the end of the day, they're like you know what I'm saying they're they're. Sexual organs operate the same way. I mean, yeah, their their juice box is still operational. Their juice box, <laughs> their Capri Sun cartridge, <laughs> so, Um, so but like, what type of like, um, fun do they have? Like, so I know they're wearing. You know what? I have somebody that I'm gonna have call in. Oh, um, and one day I'm gonna. Well, I can't do it now because I know that um, she's probably at work. But uh, we will have her call in, and we will get this answered live on the podcast. I have, I will have so many questions. I would like to be answered. That's actually, and I would like to, that. I, I want to do. Like, I want to have people in here with us. Can and, we get both ends of the spectrum? At, would that be too much? <laughs> what do you, What do you mean by both ends? I mean, <laughs> I gotta watch you. They just sounded crazy. Like, I feel like I know what you meant, but I feel like you also could be setting me up. <laughs> No, I want to get um, a female and then a guy and get there. I mean, I would love to almost do a panel. Like, I would love to do a uh, homo, like, 
I would love to have on the show. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> we canceled. A homosexual. Um, I would like to have on. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Tell uh, us more. A homosexual woman, um, lesbian, or whatever the proper terminology is. And I'd also like to have somebody that's bisexual, like openly, like, hey. Uh. Hey, what you know? I'm saying like, like I'm doing anything. If it's a dude it, here, if what I, I was you. walking, <laughs> I like you and I want you. Um, I would like to do that as one day as well. And I, I also like to have somebody like a separate conversation with somebody who uh, identifies as a different gender. Like I want to be able to cover those type of topics. I mean, honestly, I think we can do a whole segment on it and get. I mean, I I don't know anybody that identifies themselves as another, but I'm pretty sure we can find one. Yeah, I mean, I just need somebody who's open to having come like who because okay, the reason that I want to make sure that it's somebody that I know or somebody that we can at least have a conversation with is because I listened to um, <laughs> the Malik Yoba interview on the Breakfast now, Club. I and if you can provide some context because I saw it, mm-hmm. but I didn't listen to it or I don't know what the what he said to get dropped by. I guess with the Sigma, whatever, I don't know. So first of all, he is a uh, honorary Sigma. Yeah. And so it, not that that makes a difference because at the end of the day, he's still, that's still supposed to be a brotherhood. It's still supposed to, like once you're in, you're in, no matter how you get in, um, generally speaking across the uh, whatever. So anyway, but what he, what got him kicked out was not what he said is the allegations that came from a, a trans person. Cause I'm not sure. What uh, I believe it was a trans woman um, that said that he was messing with her when she was like 13, 14, you know, underage. Mm-hmm. And so his position as a Sigma was supposedly leading black men and some uh, black boys and some like directly working with teenagers. So you can't if, really have him if you're with accused of messing with a teenager and you're working with teenagers, right? Even the, though it's accusations, I it's just you. not a good yeah. look. So that's what came out, and that's why they had to do that. Which I understand it. I mean, it's a, a look thing. Real quick side note: when you're an honorary Greek, how what does that entail? Like, if, if y'all have an honorary Q, can they hop? Can sure. they throw up the hook? Sure. Do they? But they don't. Do they have to know any information? Sure. So, um, I mean, they go through the same or very similar initiation as everybody else. Okay. I just um, thought it was, hey, you're cool. You're cute now. So, usually with us, I, can't, I can only speak for my organization. This person has made some type of uh, substantial uh, contribution to society as a whole, mm-hmm. like Steve Harvey, yeah, like uh, Stephen A. Smith. You know what I'm saying? People like that who are public figures who have, they've also had charitable actions. Like they, they're excelling in life. Mm-hmm. And so then what happens is um, I'm pretty sure, the, I mean, somebody has to sponsor them. They have to go through a chapter. They have to be uh, ready. And so they have to go through and do the test and the initiation and all that type of stuff. And then at that point, I mean, they're on their own. Like <laughs> you're a Q, you know what I'm saying? Go forth with the knowledge you have and prosper. Okay. And some of them do, and some of them, you know, you only see on TV. I'm just curious how the whole honorary thing works. So I mean, you. truth be told, I, some of the honorary dudes are more loyal to the fraternity than the people that uh, pledge, but that's neither here nor yeah, that's there. that's a whole other conversation. Um, but back to Malik Yoba. So he was on The Breakfast Club, and it's really interesting to me that 
you know, this comes out that he likes trans women. And now all of a sudden he is on this grand tour trying to speak up for the community. Um, and, you know, he brought on some people that represented the broad spectrum of uh, that life, if you will. So trans women, um, I believe there was somebody on who was simply like a crossdresser. I believe mm-hmm. there might have been somebody on who was uh, openly homosexual. Like, you know what I'm saying? He brought on, there was a panel of people that, truth be told, I'd never heard of and probably never hear from again um, that he brought with him. But when Charlemagne and Envy, DJ Envy came to ask questions, they attacked them. Like they never really answered the questions. They would ask them, like he said, uh, or they, he asked like, when did you know that, you know, you liked uh, men or like women or whatever the, the, what she was like, or the person was like, well, when did you know? Like, why do I have to explain? Like, you're on a panel. Because you're on <laughs> this, like, you you have a platform right now. Like, you're on the number one black <laughs> Yeah, this is your show. time to... And so it was just stuff like, and I get it. Like, they shouldn't have to defend their lifestyle. But at the same time, if you're going to make yourself a spokesperson, then you need to be... Be prepared to answer those type of questions. Like, genuine questions. Now, somebody's out there Disrespectful, being a, yes. But, just, but I think that's a legitimate question. Yeah, like, ask. trying to learn or... And like they, because they were having a conversation as well about like little children being able to identify or choose their gender. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, when did you know that you wanted to be a woman? And it was a response just like that, like, well, when did you know that you were a man? And then they told, they said, a like a woman born a woman is not really a woman. In so many words, like I'm, I don't have the exact phrasing in front of me because I didn't anticipate us getting into this. But essentially, just because you're born a woman doesn't mean you're a woman. So <laughs> I'm not touching that. There's so many things I can say, but you know. And we'll move on. Yeah, let's <laughs> no, uh, but that that's a topic that you know I would want to have clips ready for that person. But yeah. And but, I would say because I, I would want to know one, if this is this question offensive? If so, why? Mm-hmm. How can I phrase that to make it not offensive? And then I want you to answer that. And at the same time. I feel like that we should be able, like, I'm going to make myself available for you to ask, yeah, you can ask me any question. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Why do we feel a certain type of way? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, in general, why do people approach you? You know what I'm saying? Like that. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think it's a difference between asking a question for understanding and asking a question just to be a yeah. nail. Like, if you, like, if I invite you over here and we're sitting in an apartment doing a podcast, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to bring you on. You're going to ask question. I'm like, hey, but you can't sit on my couch. Yeah. Like, you got to sit on the floor right there. Right? What's, <laughs> yeah. what's really good? So, but yeah, man. So, that's going to be coming soon. Uh, I'm very, very interested in that. I also want to talk to, like, a troublesome, not a troublesome. I want to talk to, like, this, a super, super, super independent uh, woman. Like, don't need a man for nothing. Like, that type of woman. Because I really want to make her mad. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we can get get one for that episode that I'm planning on doing. Um, that would be great. Yeah. So if you listen to this and you are a single woman that would want to come on the podcast, um, please DM Nick. Uh, don't DM me because <laughs> he don't need those troubles. <laughs> but uh, we really need to get our social media page. Or you can DM my wife if you want to. Um, you can DM. I would her. suggest you just DM me. <laughs> just. To- <laughs> But yeah, we would love to have you on. So we just want to have a uh, open podcast but, or open panel between like a man and a woman to discuss just things that affect people in general. So uh, my wife just texted me saying that she's a super independent woman, as you know. 
<laughs> All right. I got to choose my words carefully. <laughs> super, super independent. <laughs> All right. Learn something I'm joking. Day. She's going to come around and give me that death stare in a minute. Um, Marriage. Drake and his dad. Okay. You heard about that? Well, I know he only loves his, uh, his bed and his mama or my mama in my bed. I only love my bed and my mama. I'm sorry. So, so. But, ah, but they say that might have been his son's name. <laughs> Double entendre. <laughs> Don't even ask me out. Um, so, have you heard about that? The, the beef, if you will, between his dad and- So, somebody's dad wasn't there. So, Drake, as we all know, is one of our favorite Canadians, and he's openly rapping I mean, you about, can't even name five Canadians. Um. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> He's an honorary Canadian. <laughs> so, uh, no, but they said, like, he basically said, uh, raps about, you know, having to come down in the summers and seeing his cousins and stuff in Memphis, but for mm-hmm. the most part, been raised in Canada, blah, 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 all that. And then, so Drake's dad essentially came out and said that his, uh, that Drake was making all that up to sell records, that he was there every day, or that he spoke to him every day. Wow. And so, Drake, is essentially saying like, well, why would I make that up? But Joe Boy, uh, Joe Button and them on his pod, on the Joe Button podcast said you have to talk. I mean, there's two different sides of this. Drake's dad, because of whatever situations were affecting him, may have honestly wanted to be there, and then to go out your way to make sure that you talk to that child every day, if he truly, which Drake has acknowledged is true. Mm-hmm. He he may feel like he was there. Like I did the best that I could to be there for you. Like what are you talking about? I wasn't an absentee father. And but Drake is like, dude, I don't care how much you called me. I saw you once a year. That's not being there. Yeah. So I see both sides. So is it, I mean, it's perspective, I guess, you know. But what about you, man? You uh how was your father there for you? <laughs> you asking on behalf of me or on behalf of my brother <laughs> rap lyrics. So um anybody that knows uh, Nick and Jeremy, uh, <laughs> shout out to to young Jay Flo, uh know that their father, where both their parents are super active, super supportive, just overall great people. I love the Lawrence. So shout out to uh, both of them. Thank you for supporting both of us. Really, they've helped me out at times. But uh, <laughs> Jeremy made a, a rap song that was talking about your dad not being around. Yeah, he had, um, it was a song in, in one of the 16s, and it was about, um, my father being a deadbeat. <laughs> About how, you know, my mo- mother had to do everything by himself. He was asking when, you know, where was dad? Dad was coming home. Um, it was a good song, <laughs> honestly. Uh, it was a good song. Because but, like, your dad, like, coached y'all's T-ball teams and works, like, his works his butt off. Yeah, to he make worked sure two jobs. Like, like, I never. Like, help put you to school and yeah. buy vehicles and, like, <laughs> I, I Jeremy want, lived with the man in adulthood. I wanted for things I never needed for anything with my parents. And uh, again, my dad was <laughs> super supportive, uh, both financially and, and morally and emotionally. How many games did your dad miss? From in my basketball? He probably missed, he probably made at least about 80 to 90 percent of my games throughout <laughs> my high school career. So <laughs> That's what made it funny, and then I remember us playing it in front of my dad one time, <laughs> and uh, his response was not too good. But again, <laughs> rappers lie. You know what did Jada Kiss say? 
uh, why do rappers lie in uh, what eighty percent of their rhymes or ninety percent of their rhymes? So, I mean, I guess they they do what they got to do to to make the sale or get listeners. Or I mean, look at Takashi. That <laughs> look at Takashi. <laughs> I'm not even getting into that bum. He's about to come home soon too. Well, I hope he get, for his own sake. I hope he gets witness protection. But yeah. With my brother, he did make that song. It was hilarious. It was a good song, and I wish I could find if it. If we and can I could, find it, I will, it's going on this I song. will try to find it before our next podcast and play the 16 that he spit on my father and him not being there and the the lewd lyric, lyrics he used <laughs> to describe my father, who has been there for – and they've been married for 34 years. <laughs> so, you know – He takes good care of your mom, too. Like Right. Oh, no, shout out to your dad. He's a real stand-up guy. Like, I really, you know what I'm saying, love your dad and the uh, just the example that he set for y'all, which is when you told me the story, <laughs> had me in tears, and then this Drake story coming back just brought it all So maybe that's what my brother was doing. He was following Drake's footsteps. Uh, but but he, he did that years ago. Drake, this kiss came out this week. That you know of. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he has insider information. I know. We, we're not in the rap industry to know that. That's true. That's true. Um, Light skinned yeah. people stay together. That's what he said in No Guidance. All right. So, um, speaking of like light skinned people needing to stay together, uh, you man, I'm the transition king. You messed up my flow. Oh, my bad. Okay, hold on. <clears throat> speaking of light skinned oh, people okay. staying together, <laughs> Amanda Seals. You heard about the uh, Amanda Seals? I have not heard. I know who that is uh, from Insecure, and I know she's done uh, other things, but I don't know what she's in the headlines for. Other things, huh? So, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so Amanda, um, Amanda has a reputation apparently that it's all starting, and she's gotten on my nerves uh, for a while. Like I support her efforts. Like she's very big into. And women empower, women's empowerment, and uh, specifically black women empowerment. So, and is she one of these? She don't need in a man for nothing. Yeah, not. I wouldn't say that. Or, I'm sorry for anything. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say it's that because she does like the date, and she openly talks about like her sex life at times, or not as much. But you know, since she'll talk about some of the men that she uh, dates and whatnot. But um, so she has very. She has hosted like rap shows back in the day on MTV. Um, she has rapped at some one point in time. She's been like an executive. She obviously acts as you know from insecure. So she's done a lot. She's a comedian. Um, I just I've never really liked like she says some things that don't always rub me the right way. Like she talks about uh, like black men and uh, attacks some black men. Like essentially in one post, she talked about how black men were at fault for uh, Donald Trump getting into office. Um, even though the statistics show that by and large it was white women who carried him into office, uh, she somehow managed to tie that into black men and us not being active voting. And I'll, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but that happened. Okay. Also, you remember Myron Roll, right? The uh, play for yeah, yeah. The uh, he went to FSU. Yep. And then uh, he, he's the, a doctor now or something. Yep. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the stand-up black guys that we have. So. She went on the Breakfast Club and insinuated that he was a nasty, nasty man. Um, yeah, like, like sexually. Well, they never had sex, but like he just was like very. Um, 
I don't want to say that she accused him of sexual assault, but she uh, put some stories out there very implied that that's how he gets down. Like talked about opening the door and open the door um, in just a towel for a woman. Uh, who, uh, who would do that? And he also <laughs> talked about uh, like, you know, so just several people allegedly came forward saying that uh, he had done similar things to them. And we know the environment that we're in now, you know, whatever. Uh, come to find out she had that claim was completely baseless. Mm-hmm. Like, they had apparently interacted for a little bit, but he wasn't really rocking with her like that. And then she says that. So all this blows up. It's proven that this is false. Because mm-hmm. Myron's not going. He's like, hey, bro, I'm... I'm not the one. Yeah, like, he's a neuro neurological... Yeah, he, he's too smart like, for that. You yeah. missed me with that. And he's got, like, he's the upper echelon of, like, in his community. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's a Rhodes Scholar. Mm-hmm. Like, he, his reputation... Oh, he's not, legit. You could have ruined this man's life. And she refused to apologize for it. Hmm. So, that's just a little background. Now, she also rubs people the wrong way despite her personality, things like that. So I can see that. The story to what brought her back into the news now is her and Issa Rae's publicist, I believe it's a publicist, somebody that works for Issa. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't get along. Uh, openly don't get along. Um, she, uh, she being Amanda, has said that <laughs> that she came to Issa and was like, "Hey, your publicist is being rude to me." Like, and Issa was like, "Okay, girl. Well, y'all need to talk that out. <laughs> like, be adults." So there is apparently a Black Emmy party. Like, um, they have the Emmys, and there's a Black party that goes along with it, and everybody and their mom is there. Mm-hmm. The person who organized the party is, guess what? He's a race publicist. So you can't get in. Everybody knows this. Like you know, like Nick, if me and you are beefing and you throw a huge party, I'm gonna assume that I can't get in, right? No matter what it's for. Yeah. You could be hosting a Middle Tennessee Q's party. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, Nick don't rock with me. <laughs> Nick ain't let me in. For so, you a Q. Nick ain't rocking with me. So she gets to the door so she can't get in. So she's standing there, she says she watched people go in. And then she, in most people's mind, I know that the person throwing this, I don't rock with. So I know it's a chance of me getting in. I get to the door. They told me I can't get in. I'm going to take this L and go on back to the crib. But she's offended because she feels like everybody in Black Hollywood is there. So she is supposed to be allowed in. It doesn't work like that. So she sneaks into the party. Um, she walks past security or whatever the case may be, essentially snuck in. And goes right to the bar. First of all, as somebody who snuck into a lot of bars, <laughs> the first place you go is not, not to the, the bar. bar. You go blend in somewhere. You go chill. And shout out to, again, I don't want anybody listening to think I stole this from Joe Blaine Podcast. They talked about this mm-hmm. as well. But you don't go right to the bar. You go chill somewhere. You go talk to some people, get caught in the conversation. Uh-uh. She goes to the bar. The bar, uh, the security comes up and is like, hey, you know. You're not supposed to be here. We've got to escort you out. Do they have a picture of her, like like the movies? Well, I mean, she's Amanda Seals. Most people know who she is. And so here's the thing. She so she then gets mad. Like she's supposed to be there. She's like, well, I need to know who told you that I can't be in here. And they were like, said the publicist woman. And so she gets kicked out. And then she goes, and then all my, and this tells me that she was in the wrong. Mm-hmm. She goes like, all my castmates from Insecure. Sit there and watch it happen. <laughs> I was like, Dang, they man. They what's happening to Amanda. <laughs> but they're supposed to be in a party. Like, they don't rock with you like that, cuz. Yeah. So, I just thought that was an interesting 
take. Um, but I mean, like, for her to even have that mindset that I'm gonna be able to do it, and okay, I, I was told I couldn't get in, but I'm going anyway. Amanda's, Amanda's not that famous. Let, let's just be real. Like, if okay, if me and Amanda Seals are beefing, I don't care how famous she is. She can't come to my party. Now, if I'm somehow beefing with Denzel Washington, yeah, he can still get in. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm gonna be like, I, I'm not copying your drinks, but come on in. <laughs> <laughs> I might not say what's up or speak to you, but enjoy yourself. So, yeah, man, but. I uh, the entitlement of these females. Just kidding. There it is. Just kidding. <laughs> come, on, come on, misogynistic. JK. I don't know if that's the first. I, I love you, women. I don't know if that's the first misogynistic thing you said today, but I like it. <laughs> Keep that saying. In. Oh, speaking of which, I am going to be toxic all next year. So these Ooh. are the last couple of podcasts where I'm going to be as I'm still going to be PC in as far as how I approach subject, but it's still going to be oh toxic masculinity is about to ring out. I'm tired of this. Oh yes. So so uh, should I feed on that or should I can I should I provide some balance for the podcast? I think you should just do you. I think you should you should be Nick. Uh, Nick is a, a up and coming superstar. Oh, <laughs> um, so yeah, man. So what what brought on the change? Oh, I'm just you know. I'm tired of it. The gloves are off. Oh yeah, we we're establishing a fan base. Uh, people think you're funnier than me. They don't know all the stuff that I edit out. I'm sick of it. <laughs> also, I'm sick of my daughter praying for you every time she prays. What? Hold like, on, hold on, no, hold on. No, I'm talking about all the stuff I'm sick of right there. <laughs> but you said, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> no, now, I like this side of Russell. Two times a day, my daughter prays. She prays for her. mommy, daddy, Alana, which is her. G mommy, G daddy, her grandparents, uh-huh. and Uncle Nick. You see that? That's it. I went from I went from not ranked to top six. <laughs> Fell from top ten to not mention at all. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing that at? I'm coming from. I don't know if I'll take over the grandma, uh, the grandparent spot, but that's, that's my next goal. That's 2020 goal. So uh, <laughs> I need. I gotta, I gotta take her to Disneyland or something. Man, I'm trying to figure out. Because the reason I'm thinking about this is that I put that on Facebook and people were actually very receptive to it, which I didn't care because when you're toxic, you just do what you want when you're popping, you know? <laughs> but, uh, so, <laughs> um, have you ever noticed that, like, with my posts, because you see a lot of my posts, we interact, the algorithm makes you see it on my timeline. The stuff that's truly hilarious, like 40, 50 people like. The mundane stuff that I post will ring off. Like 100, like 200 comments. <laughs> Like today, I po- the one I posted today about, about the mattress. Yes, I posted that as like a, and everybody's commenting on oh, it. Oh, everybody! Because one, I can say this: people truly feel that because that is like, real life. We are old, like yeah. We got to the point where we're like, like I just went mattress shopping in what was it, April, and you laid on every bed in there. I did, and the the great thing about it, it was just me and the person, the salesperson. So we had unique one on one time, and the fact is. I slept on all the mattresses, saw what I wanted, then left to make another decision on what frame I should get. Then went back to the mattress. Like it was a whole day. Like how does that? How do you shop for a mattress? Like do you ask them like uh, how does it handle like four knees being on the bed at one time? Or the last time I bought a mattress was ten years ago, and because I was rocking an air mattress before that. You were queen size air mattress, elevated too. It was like the upper echelon of air mattresses. 
No, that was a dope air medic. <laughs> <laughs> that jump was like three, uh, three layers. <laughs> but so, and then when I bought don't him. Don't come, <laughs> come knocking if the air beds are rocking. Remember you put that sign up? <laughs> I never put that sign up. But I wish I could have found one and put it outside of our door. But. When I bought the mattress, that's nasty. <laughs> don't come and knock it if the air mattress is rocking. But that's a dope. You across carpet. <laughs> and then you hear the air let. <laughs> Ow, you shocked me. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, okay. But no, um, when I, because I was like, man, let me grow up and get a real, a real bed. Because I, I went from an air mattress to a futon. <laughs> and, uh, that wasn't good for my back. <laughs> so I went to this magic store right on uh, Bell Road, and it was go. It was having a sale, and I literally bought the first mattress I was I laid on. Like I went in, and I was like, it was an air mattress. It was like five ninety nine, not air mattress, a mattress for five ninety nine. So I I laid on it, and it felt like a cloud. And then the guy came up to me. He was like, "You like that?" I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "If you give me two fifty cash right now, I'll let it go." And I said, I don't have cash on me now, but it's a bank right up the street. I'll be right back. And I I went and got that mattress. So that was the first time I went mattress shopping. So this time, like I, I laid on, like it was like the uh the three bears where it was like, this bed is too soft, this bed is too hard, this bed is just right. And it was also you got a adjustable base if you bought uh <clears throat> a mattress. So now I'll be in the room and I'd like Left up my legs just because I can. And then I left up my back just because I can. And then also my the bed frame that I got was from a different spot and it has LED lights. So <laughs> the, <laughs> oh, no, bro, you're not gonna you know so no, you nasty. What, like, <laughs> That's what porn said. If you see the picture, you wanna cause I, when I saw the picture, I'm I don't like, want to see a picture of you and LED lights in your bedroom. But it did like it's, I'm not gonna hold it's you. completely different from what the picture showed. I bet. So I'm like, cool, we got little LED lights. I mean, this is great. But like it, it's red, white, or blue. And you can have strobe light version. You can have um you can have like this cool little sensual they vibe. Got three cameras on the iPhone now. I bet your videos are lit. Man, goodness <laughs> gracious. But like it's cool, like, but I don't have to turn on the light. I can turn on like let's say I wanna, you know, I don't just want I wanna save electricity. Hey, just don't get the clap light, because you know how you get down. Like, <laughs> Why is it keep... <laughs> Why is... He don't have a seizure. <laughs> you... You... Something wrong with you, Russell. <laughs> oh. She needs to pray. Your daughter needs to pray for you twice. <laughs> but, but yeah, so but the back to the mattress shopping, man. It's, it's adulting at its finest, because you literally, that's something you're going to have for years. So, um, but I recommend it was like a, I have a hybrid type where it's like a memory foam, memory slash, foam yeah, slash, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, I and honest and also when you go mattress shopping and whenever you uh, get it, don't make a judgment because they'll probably give you like thirty days to try it out. Don't make a judgment within that first two weeks because I didn't like it when I, I was like I hate this bed, and then now I can't wait to get in it. Did you like it? Who is she? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man, no, I, I didn't intend on us doing a deep dive in the mattress yeah, shopping. Yeah, so. that shows you how much of an adult we are. So that we just had a, a ten minute conversation on mattresses. Um, let's move on, man. There's a more serious topic that we kind of need to get to. Uh, I think that we would be doing 
our listeners and injustice to avoid it. Uh, it's just a, a nasty, nasty feeling. But um, then we'll come back and end it on something light. So uh, we we say that we're going to give them a little bit more than what we have been giving them. So let's go ahead and give them this hour. You with me? Let's get it. All right. So um, Brother Botham John, um, that trial has recently concluded. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amber Geiger uh, is his uh, the his murderer. I, I yeah, and she was found guilty. Um, so let's start there. I am relieved that justice was served. I feel like in these situations, we so often don't see any semblance. It's like I think we've gotten to the point that any sign of justice, we're like, hell yeah. Like we're so used to them getting off scot-free. Like we we have seen a man choke somebody to death. Them tell us, like, hey, that's illegal. And now he's the one suing for losing his job. All he got was fired, and that was four years later. Yeah. I don't I I excuse me for not having that. I, I out of respect, I should have that exact date off the top of my head. But uh it, it's crazy out here. So So any justice basically like, phew. But okay, so we got justice. She was found guilty. But, did we? Did we get justice? Mm-hmm. And that was kind of a transition to my next question. She got 10 years. Do you feel that's justice? Um, and I say that, the reason I say that, because everybody knows, and of course, different states have different laws, which I think is some of the dumbest things ever. But again, go back to the young lady that shot her gun in the air as a warning shot. Yeah. I think she got 25 years. She didn't shoot anybody. She didn't shoot at anybody. Shot at God, if you want to count that. But um, all she did was shoot a warning shot in the air. 25 years. Uh, young lady, uh, or no, young gentleman just got 42 years for shooting a police dog. Yeah, so not a human, a dog. Well, I mean, we know that 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 society. Have, have them in the same. No, no, dogs are above black people. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I was saying the same as a human, treated as human. But if you looked at it, it's white male, white woman, and then you have pets. Yeah. And then I mean, Michael Vick showed us that. Like that whole thing showed us that uh, people were more outraged, and still more outraged at Michael Vick right now than the Giants kicker who beat his, beat wife. his wife. Like, I mean, it's just it is what it is at this point. So, uh, but to answer your question. I do feel like we got justice. Um, this may not be a popular opinion, but 10 years is about actually a little more than what I expected. I expected five to seven. Um, but I, do you feel like she's going to do all 10? I don't. I think she's going to do probably four or five. I didn't think she was going to do all five to seven. I thought she was going to get five, somewhere between five and seven. And do what, and three? Three to five. Like if she got seven, she's probably going to do five in my, is what I thought. And then the rest on probation. I mean, uh, no. I mean, uh, she's white. When she gets out, hey, you good? We'll holler at you, and she'll probably find a, a still a good job. Yeah, she'll be a security guard or something. But um, no, like, because here's here's the thing. I do feel like it's justice. I I honestly thought like the lesser charge. I believe it was manslaughter. I'm I'm not a legal expert, so forgive me if I give any if I get anything wrong, but. I believe, like, I, I think the lesser charge is the one I initially wanted them to go with. 
because I. <laughs> oh, that's, I already know what he wants. My dad's calling me right now. He's probably calling me to talk about how the Braves got destroyed today. Answered. Hey, what's up, man? Not much. Uh, just to let you know, you are live right now in our podcast. Welcome to the Haters of Lovers podcast. I hope you guys are just joking. No, I'm dead serious. You're, we're podcasting we, right now. We actually were just talking about you. Uh, well, I hope it was somewhat good. Uh, it, was, it was a little bit better than what Jeremy rapped about. Oh, that is so cold. I, I Y'all shouldn't have put that on a podcast, man. I'm still upset about that. <laughs> uh, I was telling him you was probably calling about the Braves. Oh, yes, I was calling you. I was wondering were you feeling okay about your Braves losing like this. I'm about to drown my sorrows in some Jack Daniels. <laughs> uh, I got some Bud Light if you want. No, you got Bud Ice. <laughs> Bud Ice. <laughs> Don't ever confuse the two, you trailer park trash. <laughs> I'll let you guys get back to your podcast, and you guys go ahead on and enjoy yourself. All right, I'll call you once I'm done. All right, see you later. All right. All right, sorry about that while we're in the middle of a <laughs> conversation, but that was just a, a perfect timing opportunity. So, uh, But, yeah, no, I expected her to – I mean, I think the 10 years is about right. Um, there's some stuff that I don't feel was right that we'll get to here in just a second. Mm-hmm. But as far as the sentencing, I feel like it was just – I don't feel like that it was um, – uh, premeditated. Um, I think if it was premeditated, she should have gotten stronger sentencing. And I, there is obviously a case for her to have gotten stronger sentencing anyway. Uh, but at the same time, I'm okay with it being leniency because given the situation, I feel, still think you have to do time for it. Um, and I can never place value on another man's life. But I mean, you know, I, expecting her to get 45, 40 years, it just yeah. wasn't realistic. But, but to that point, and I'm, again, I'm not a legal expert. I don't know, but can it be taken into consideration her profession, being that one, she's trained to be aware of situations. So for her to be on the wrong floor, I mean, you're kind of trained to be aware of that. Well, she was. Let's okay. Let's get into some of the other stuff around mm-hmm. it. But she was. <laughs> she, she was, was sexting. distracted, <laughs> sexting a married man that was also on the uh, police staff mm-hmm. and so like here's the thing about that like imagine you you know what I'm saying you're doing your thing like you just a normal guy cheating on your wife okay okay <laughs> <laughs> let me envision that let me get into character and uh all of a sudden you find out your side chick that murdered the dude and now all your business is on front street <laughs> yeah like he wouldn't do like he Anything that he was doing should have stayed between him and his wife and the issues they might have had if she ever found out. Well, I don't think he now, was, he, he knew she was going to murder someone. Let me also say, uh, I don't condone cheating. This man was clearly not African-Americans. We know that black, black men, men don't, don't cheat. cheat. There's even a song about it. So uh, I just want to put that out there. But yeah, man, so uh, and she's just a, a she wasn't a great person. But I don't think that you can. I also don't think that just because she was not a great person. Doesn't mean that it, it had to be premeditated. Yeah, like I don't think it was premeditated. Um, I mean, now how callous she was afterwards, like allegedly, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that there were texts or she was talk, like basically not concerned about. She it. was more so worried about what's going to happen to her versus there's a guy bleeding out in his living room. Yeah, I mean, 
yeah, she said she couldn't do perform CPR and you know what I'm saying, all this other type of stuff. But um yeah, man, what do you think about the the hugs, the 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 aftermath of that? Nah, I couldn't do it. Like I, I understand the whole Christian value of forgiveness, which is funny to me that we can forgive or some people can forgive a murder, but we can't forgive somebody if they say they're homosexual, um, which is weird to me. But that's a, another topic for another day. But <laughs> could I hug my brother's murderer? F no. <laughs> it's not happening. Hey, no. Look, yeah. if you wanted a super progressive uh, <laughs> take out of us, you came you to the wrong You are not getting party. here. Because, bro, let me tell you something. I am openly and proudly a Christian. I am working on forgiveness. Uh, 90, 90, 95% of the time, I'm a very forgiving person. I may not necessarily have to or fool with you anymore, mm -hmm. but you can be forgiven because I'm not going to carry that on me. That's a burden on me to be mad at you. Yeah. But we're not going to do though. You're not going to kill my, you're not going to kill my family. Also, I want this on tape. <laughs> if somebody were to do anything to me, Anybody that is haunting or anybody that is hugging that person, I'm haunting. I'm haunting you. I'm haunting your mama. Like, all that. Like, you're never going to sleep again. Like, that's, <laughs> if you do that, it's merely because that's what you want to do. Don't get up there and tell them people. Russell, Russell would want me. I, I, I Knowing Russell, he would want me to forgive her. So I'm telling you. No, nah, Russell wants you to shoot on sight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, nah, I, you know, I ain't going to say all that. But <laughs> indirectly. <laughs> No, you can just not be cool with them no more. But <laughs> hugging them and dabbing them up and, you know what I'm saying, all that, nah, that's not what Russell And then they wanted. come to birthday parties? Play this, actually play this during their sentencing. Like, I want that person to be sentenced to the maximum extent of the law, and I don't want you all to be cool with them. That's what I want. <laughs> what, what do you say, RTI? You can't even skate with me. You can't even, you can't even kick it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, but um, I, I don't know. It's just, I, I think... I mean, the whole situation was crazy. And then, it's, it's funny. I mean, why did she shoot the kill? Why did she shoot the wound? You know. Well, there's talk to shot uh, to shoot the kill. Like that's a like that's what they're trained. I mean, do. there is no shooting to injure. Period. Like if you're a, a trained officer, you're trained to shoot the kill. Like you're you're going to. Um, I forget what the exact term is, but like the suspect is or the the threat is. She didn't have a taser either. I mean, so. Let's play. I'm gonna play devil advocate a little bit. Now let's assume that you really do think that you're in the right apartment. Which, first of all, I, I'll I could never. I've been alive 34 years and never accidentally walked in somebody's apartment thinking it was mine. That's the first thing. Um, secondly, though, let's assume that that she did mm -hmm. right. If you walk in and some big black dude is sitting on your uh, on your couch, are you reaching for your taser? Or are you reaching for your gun? I mean, let's be real. You're not reaching for your, you're not reaching for your taser. If I'm, well, first of all, if I'm a regular person, I don't have a taser. Like I don't keep a taser. Like I don't know any regular person that has a taser and a gun on a hip. So that's that's number one. But two, um, I'm probably at that point. Like, okay, if I have enough time to pull out my gun and look around and survey the area, I know that's not my couch. Now, it's not my picture. Here's the thing, though. You don't. Because, like, it's so 
what I'm imagining, they walk in and like you immediately see the couch. Now, keep in mind that you're halfway distracted because you, you know, what I'm saying you over here getting it off in the text messages too. <laughs> you got to think about that. That's one. And thing. I think they, she also said that she worked a 13, 12 hour or something like that. I, shift. I don't care about none of that. Uh, but you walk in, you know, what I'm saying you trying to get this this married man. You trying, you know, what I'm saying you you trying to let him know what it is. I would have pulled my gun too, honestly. That's what I would have reached for. Now, okay, but say, okay, okay. Let's say you pull your gun. Hey, who are you? Yeah. They now there's a conflicting reports that one says he was just laying on, still on the couch. The other one saying that he was going towards her. Yeah, I mean, but as he should have been. Yeah, you in my house, right? So it's a a terrible situation, man. Uh, rest in peace to uh, brother uh, Bolton John. Um, and you know, I'm saying just my condolences to all the family and those involved. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's a a tough situation. So, you know, I'm saying just prayers for all involved and you know, let her do her time, sir. But, uh, speaking of people involved, the last subject that I wanted to kind of touch on as well, um, his I wasn't his roommate, but it was a neighbor, one of the his key, neighbor, next door neighbor, yeah, one of the key witnesses, if you will. Um, that testified yeah. yep, was uh, murdered just only days after this. Uh, now I listen to a lot of conspiracy theories, so I am I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but they interest me, mm-hmm. um, and I believe that some of them have credence. Although I do not believe that most conspiracy theories are realistic because of a variety. Like people have to be way too competent to get off a, cons- a good conspiracy theory, but that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this? Yeah. First of all, he was murdered, right? Yeah. This was a hit. Mm-hmm. And it just conveniently happened during his trial, and he was a he was a witness. So I, I find it hard to believe that this was just and then they say it was over weed. So but the person they, they came in and didn't take the weed, that it was over. So the story is is that these people drove up from Louisiana. So about five or six hours. Now, we've been all over this good land, this great <laughs> land. Uh, I am not somebody who partakes in um, the devil's lettuce, but <laughs> um, I have a lot of friends who do. Mm-hmm. You can pretty much get weed in Louisiana. Like I'm a hundred percent positive. I'm a hundred percent sure that anywhere you go, you can now the get kid weed. had like ties to that area for some reason or whatever case may be. And you know, he had allegedly had twelve pounds of weed in the house. Cool. Whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not gonna judge that man, especially with him being dead. Mm-hmm. It is what it is there. Um however, I do find it funny that me, you, and this one other person got in a car to drive like what I'm gonna spend in gas is gonna offset it's weed. They didn't go get twelve pounds of coke, <laughs> okay. heroin, <laughs> some, blue some magic stuff baby that they like, can flip. It was they drove weed. five hours to get weed. Weed. And so this was now on top of this, they only had interacted with this person allegedly through text messages. So you don't even really know the person. This ain't even like this. We and you have a relationship. Like if you've been my weed guy and I know like, okay, you rocking with me on the price. But I'm going to drive five hours with the hope that you have what I need. Because I've got to drive. Everybody knows. Everybody knows that driving from Texas to Louisiana 
is the route that everybody track. I mean, everything is trafficked through there. And not mm-hmm. to make light of it, but weed, cocaine, heroin, uh, <laughs> um, unfortunately, people. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Sex trafficking is real. Yeah. It's right down <laughs> right. I mean, it's right down there. So you and two other guys riding back with 12 pounds of weed. Isn't the car. smartest idea. Especially when you could probably go right around the corner and get 12 pounds of weed from somewhere. I have never purchased weed in my life, but I guarantee you within two hours, I can find where to get weed at from anywhere. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 12 pounds may take you a little bit, but I mean, yeah, to get I, 12. Can find, I can find 12 pounds, 12 pounds in an hour radius. Well, we know your circle. So, hey, chill, chill, <laughs> relax. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, the, the story doesn't make sense. Oh, uh, y'all not gonna tell me that this man was involved in this and this is what happened, and it just so happened to be right. like, okay, here's the other thing, too. If I'm a dope boy, I'm not getting on the stand in the most famous <laughs> case going on in America so all the police can see me. Now, the uh, the counter to that is maybe they knew that he was selling weed. Maybe he they knew he was selling dope, and so they pressured him like, "Hey, we're not gonna bust you, but you gotta cooperate." But at the same time, you're stupid if you go two days later and get right back to it. All right, I'm cool now. Yeah, let me go ahead. Yeah, it. it I feel like they trying to intelligence with that story. Oh yeah, like how stupid are they, or how quickly will they forget? Like we're not buying it. The Hater Slows podcast is not buying it now. Now I can't speak for the majority, but yeah, you you don't have us food with that. Right, and I hope they get to the bottom of it. That's just kind of, I mean, I know we're not going to spend too much time on it, but I just hope they get to the truth, which. No, they're going to pin it on these three black boys. Everybody's going to wipe their hands up. And, and, then, we, and then we're going to talk about. That's what's going to happen. Megan Thee Stallion or something. The, the uh, what's her name? Amber Geiger will be out before the people who had killed these black men that just took the rap for whoever really wanted this guy killed. So, uh, yeah, man, tough situation. Crazy world we live in. So let's transition one more time. Okay, I see you with your transition so, game strong. Everybody needs Jesus. Speaking of or Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, does Jesus walk? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I know he part of the crowd. So uh did you see that? No, I so I'm not participating in any Kanye's food. So okay, real before you get into that. So it, he was in Chicago and it was just like a huge crowd, and he had a security moving everybody out the way. Mm-hmm. So he says this is my city. So he starts doing this and pardoning people like he's Moses. And he's pretty much pardoned the... Did it work? It worked. Hey, I mean, if it worked, if y'all soup enough to get out Kanye's way. But, so look, I... He's, a, he's a prophet. I love <laughs> P-R-O-F-I-T. <laughs> uh, I love Kanye. Mm-hmm. Like old Kanye, this Kanye, new Kanye loves Kanye. This new Kanye, I'm off of. Like I've been off of it. Like he made Jesus, and I was, I'm like, I, I, but do you think it's a marketing ploy? Absolutely, it's a hundred percent. But I told y'all that months ago. Like when he didn't just all of a sudden decide I'm gonna start doing these Sunday services. First of all, if you're going to Sunday service instead of church, you need Jesus. So and <laughs> he's Jesus. not there. <laughs> Yeah, all right. I think you're missing a point. But if you tell me that Kanye West is about to open up a mega church and you take your black uh, <laughs> into that church, bro, don't come in my house no more. I'm throwing holy water on you. You're gonna take communion. They say he um he converted Brad Pitt. Bro, 
Converted him a, to what? He was an atheist, and now he is giving his life to God. Through Kanye? That's what the, through Kanye? That's what he's saying. He's saying through Kanye. Bro, he is out here remaking Pony into gospel songs. So, what is it? So anointed or something I like don't, that? No, <laughs> you can't sing that in my house, bro. I don't care what they got going on. You're not, no, you're not getting Kanye. But it's people, no. It is people in his congre- congregation. It's people there. It's people Good following him. Good for them. Good for them. You can follow a false prophet all you want. But what I'm not going to do is subscribe to Kanye. Like, I'm not following because Kanye is the same person. So he can't change his life? Kanye, yeah, he does it every month, depending on what he's trying to sell. But whenever some new music is about to come out, he starts. This, this is the Kardashian effect. or the Kris Jenner or the Jenner Kardashian effect. Like, this is what they do. Like, think about it. Every time he stirred up some controversy, what came next? Album. So, so what would Kanye what can, or what Reverend, of- Reverend Yeezus? What would he have to do to convince you that he's for real on this? There's absolutely nothing. Because this is the same dude who made Jesus Walks, who then started sprouting, who then started spouting out uh, anti-biblical sentiment or uh, a sentiment that went directly against, against. Uh, some of the things that were in the Bible. You know, and there's a lot of like, you know, what I'm saying we are all gods and that type, that type of thing, which goes directly against what you're claiming to have believed in. For so long, which, you know, I don't get me wrong. People get off faith. People lose their faith, whatever. Cool. But every time that you need to really just kind of get back in there with, with black people, just every time you need to get back in there. Oh, let me get on my chance to rap or swag. Let me embrace change. Let me embrace Jesus. Because what do black people love more than anything? They love their Jesus. <laughs> so their Jesus. that's what he's doing. That's He's like, I can make just he's not even doing anything creative. He's literally taking songs that are already and exist. And turning them to a gospel He's type sitting song. down for 30 minutes and writing new lyrics to the same tempo and the same beat. And now he's about to release it and he's going to sell it up to all you stupid people. <laughs> so That's what he's about to do. But with you saying you're working on forgiveness and that, what would it take to forgive Kanye? I mean, Run me his fate. Kanye, square up with me. Let's fight and then we'll read the Bible together. And after that, then maybe I'll start considering it. <laughs> Anything else? You've answered my question. <laughs> man, you y- stop y'all hating are, on Reverend, y'all Reverend are, y'all Jesus. Are nasty people going to Kanye's service, man. I, I, honestly, I would like to go to the service just to see. You're not curious? No. No, not at all. What if Jesus comes back while you're in there? I was. I wanted to know. Yeah, all right. And you, you and Ye- uh, Yeezy and uh, Kim's butt are all going to be left down here in the rapture. <laughs> So, uh, man, let's get out of here. We have been here long enough. It's about an hour, 10, hour, 15-minute episode. We wanted to get back over the hour mark. We have done so successfully. I think this was a good topic, man. Anything else you, you want to cover? Um, No, I think this was good. Um, kind of let us know also, do you prefer the 45 minutes? Do you prefer the hour? Um, <laughs> Jesus, help us all. No, I'm just impressed that you're going 45 minutes. <laughs> 40, I am 34 years old. 45 minutes. <laughs> We're talking about podcasts, people. Yeah, that's Come on now. So long as I'm to talk, get your mind out of the gutter. So, uh, <laughs> uh, any business, small business, you want. man, shout out to all the Forex traders. Uh, $250 will get you into their secret club and they'll teach you how to 
invest in Forex? <laughs> I love the people that says, you want to make an extra $100? And then you say, yeah, inbox me for details. <laughs> Why? Well, my favorite people were the ones who would tell you, hey, if you give me $100, I'm going to send you back 500 And then like I would always message them and say, hey, why don't you just send me 400 <laughs> and eliminate the need for me to send you 100 That's not how this works. Oh, <laughs> well, let's talk about this. How does it? I mean, Hi. I want to ask a question. I, I know we're going over, but whatever. Do you know a, a rich pyramid schemer? Because it's always like, man, in five years, you'll be diamond no platinum it's not and then you'll be diamond no. in 10 years and then my my sponsor has a maserati and my sponsor has a ferrari which here's the thing man here's the thing you don't need to get involved in pyramid schemes those are bad you need to get involved in multi-level marketing <laughs> multi-level marketing is where it's at that's completely different uh, and okay so look i'm gonna explain the difference to you okay <laughs> so a pyramid scheme is like you recruit people in, mm-hmm. and then, like, as you get more people under you, you rise. Oh, okay. And it gets more narrow at the top. So the top people are making money off of everybody that's then referred to them, mm-hmm. okay? Essentially. I mean, you know, it could get a little bit yeah. more. Um, these often don't work. You have a business degree, but for other people who may not have one, um, they often don't work because at some point in time, you run out of enough people to break in to mm-hmm. support the pyramid. That's why they've been deemed illegal. Similar to a Ponzi scheme. A multi-level marketing company, though, they have a product for you to sell, but you make more money by bringing in people, and the higher up you go, the more money you make off of people that will refer it to you, and then, like, it gets narrow and narrow as the top, but instead of, like, just like you just being up at the top, you get cool titles like senior vice president. Oh, because oh, you're oh. at the top. Yeah, but there's also products that you can sell. But have you ever noticed that these multi-level marketing people never actually sell you the product? They sell. They tell you to be a person so you can sell the product, but they never say, hey, here's what I'm selling. Well, or they tell you how much money they're making, and all you have to do, look, all you need to do is go talk to 10 of your closest friends. If three of them yeah. sign up. And then you got to get you got to pay for licensing, and that may be reimbursed. And then you're certified to sell this product and then talk to 10 of your closest friends, have them do the same thing, and then they're your gold. Yeah, but you always make your money off of your referrals. You never make it off the product. Yeah, I mean... You make it off them selling their product. But I will say this. If I were to ever ever do it, it would be Herbalife. It would have... Or I obviously probably missed it, but I legitimately know people who have side businesses selling Herbalife, like legitimate businesses, not like, oh, hey, you want to come buy some Herbalife? <laughs> but like they, I've seen, um, actually there's one on the square here where they make shakes and all of them are based in like protein, but they use Herbalife protein. Uh, I've seen people start from just the very bottom and they've actually opened up their own gym based off of Herbalife money. Um, so I've seen that work where you can actually sell the product. It's a physical product you can sell. The rest of them, come on. So, <laughs> I like how they make the comparison that, like, you're like, no, nah, I'm not interested. Well, you're in a pyramid scheme right now right. because you're working right here and your boss is up here. Looks like a pyramid scheme to me. <laughs> well, that pyramid scheme also gives me health insurance. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and also, you all don't really realize what a pyramid scheme is because you don't understand the concept, <laughs> which also lets me know I shouldn't be doing business with you. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, no, let's let's get out of here. Let's stop talking these people here off. Um, 
Any any legitimate businesses you want to shout out? Um, legitimate businesses. No, I don't have any this week. Oh, uh, no, I don't have any off the top of my head. I probably should have uh, looked more into it, but hey, uh, I honestly forgot all about it until now. I'm not worried about it. Hey, shout out to all the people who uh, who cut hair. Shout out to uh, all the entrepreneurs out there. Everybody working hard. Uh, shout out to everybody out there feeding their families. Uh, this is Russell signing off. Like a lefty on the track. Mur, 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 mur. <laughs> and this has been a Haters of Levels podcast. Until next time.